0: Hi, my name is Corey English and I play Sice in Final Fantasy Type Zero HD and you're listening to Final Fantasy Union.
1: To another special edition of Final Fantasy Union Podcast to celebrate the release of Final Fantasy Type-0 HD. I'm your host Lauren and I'm here with Dan from Square Enix. Hello.
0: And Corey English. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm great. I'm really excited to talk to you guys. Yay. Yay.
2: That's always good to hear. (laughs) We have
1: lots of fun (laughs) things to talk about especially (gasps) with Sice. I mean Sice. Come on. She's got the sass. <laughs> she's got, got the ultimate sass. Number six. She yeah. t- she's very sassy, right? She is. She's awesome sass. She's
2: got great hair as well. I'm just, I'd say, yeah. if I were a girl, I'd like okay. hair like that.
0: Yeah. Can we just talk about her outfit for a second? <laughs> yeah. Her hair? Because I really want to just look like her. Yeah. I do. She the, is the, awesome. the badass hair. I think I have a red plaid skirt, so I'm like trying to figure out if I could pull it off. I don't oh, know if I could. that would be epic. But, God, her outfit's right. Yeah, yeah, no, she's 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 a little rebel.
1: She
2: has got the coolest cape. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure yeah. that's
1: what everyone wants to talk about. is yeah, Her clothes, I know. <laughs> fashion. Yeah. Her fashion
0: sense. Such a girl. Yeah. Right.
1: Um, <laughs> so, anyways, uh, Corey has dabbled in voiceover work throughout the years, but has also done plenty of on-screen acting and music work. However, from a voice acting perspective, she's appeared in Skyrim, Dragon Age Origins, and Mass Effect Three. Some pretty awesome games, right there thanks <laughs> if you're listening for the first time just a quick message to let you know that Final Fantasy Union is a part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network and Square Enix it comes out on the iTunes store finalfantasyunion.com and youtube.com forward slash ffunionvids all right. So let's get started with the questions. The first question is from James Robinson, who asks, how was it voicing
0: Sice? Uh Well, like we were saying a second ago, I mean, she's just badass. So uh, the whole thing was amazing. Um, in fact, when I auditioned, I actually didn't know uh, that it was a Final Fantasy game. It was there was like, I feel like there was like a code name or something. I can't remember what it was. It was like, Yellow P. It was something completely yeah. random, yeah, and I just I remember. else said that? Yeah, and and I just you know that happens a lot with these games because they don't want anything getting out. They don't want to spoil it for anyone. And I just remember thinking that this character like just seemed really badass. I had a lot of fun with the audition, and you know maybe I I, I of course am am familiar with Final Fantasy and how huge it is, um, but. I, you know, this was, this was really my first experience with the final fantasy world. So maybe someone that's played all the games would have recognized just from the audition material that this was a new final fantasy game. I didn't. And so I go in the booth, I'm at my, I've booked the job. I'm at the first recording session and the graphic pops up that says final fantasy type zero. And I'm like, holy what? Like, this is awesome. I mean, I completely dorked out for a minute because, um, you know, I had to sign a non-disclosure and all of that stuff as you, as you pretty much always do with these games and things. And, and everything's under such, you know, lock and key that I, I didn't even know how cool it was. And then, of course, just felt really lucky to get to be a part of it. Um, and then as far as the character, I mean, she's just fun. Like you guys said, she's sassy. She's fun. She's a smart ass. And you know, who wouldn't love getting to play a character like that?
2: That's cool. I mean, did you did you find like once you found out what the game was, were you like, This character's in Final Fantasy? Really? Did you did with a bit surprised on the type of character to fit in this game?
0: Yeah, well, you know, and, and because like the, i I have to admit, like I am not a gamer. Um I, I am the other side of it. Like I love voicing the games and hope that I can do justice to the characters for the people on the other side of it, I am, you would, it would be really embarrassing to watch me play. Like I've been <laughs> playing, game, I've been playing the game a little bit and it just basically looks like the characters are just like flailing around. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then like my, my almost two year old son wants to help me, which does, he's probably better than me. Um, yeah. but you know, I, I have such an appreciation, um, for the, for the game world from the other side of things. And I love the storylines and the character development, which is really what I feel like I get an up-close-and-personal side of when I'm in the booth. Um, so I, I didn't really understand, you know, the, the world of Final Fantasy. I just know how iconic it is. Um, and, and even to me, who isn't a gamer per se, I was, like, just freaking out about it. And so I can't say that I knew whether or not Seiss would be a character that would fit into the world or not, I just knew that I thought it was really cool. Like, oh, that, that's <laughs> is I just good. Thought, don't screw this up, Corey. Do not screw this up because, <laughs> you know, that was basically where I was coming from.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, Ninja Chic, I mean, you've pretty much already answered this already, but um, Ninja Chic wants to know, are you proud to voice such a brusque and strong female character?
0: I want my, like, social media name to be Ninja Chic, first of all. <laughs> Um, and second of all, absolutely, man, you know what? I'm, I, I am always proud to play a really strong female character. And I have to say that you, you don't see any, you know, the, the, the video game world, there are such amazing female characters and this game is no different in that, you know, the girls are out there getting their hands dirty. The, the, the playing field is, is even with the the guys and the girls, The, the girls are just as badass. um. And, you know, what? that makes me just, like, really proud to be a part of a community that is that is encouraging that and putting that out there. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't be more proud to to play a really tough, strong, like, you know, heroine.
2: Yeah, that size is definitely, definitely fits that bill. More so, yeah, more so than anyone else, I'd say, in, in Class Zero. Yeah, I
0: mean, yeah. obviously, she's got some, she's obviously got some issues, right? Yeah. Uh, she's, she's certainly on the, you know, the, the game is, is pretty dark on its own and she's definitely the far end of that. She's very, uh, you know, she's she's got an edge to her, no doubt. She's like me when I'm, like, tired and I have PMS and I'm hungry and I'm pissed. <laughs> definitely.
2: I would say that, you know, most people can relate to that, but I'm not sure after that kind of description, maybe not.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, I do, I do think that, you know, the cool thing about this character is she does have such an edge and... You know, even when she speaks, it's like she can't be bothered. You know, she's always putting her hand on her hip. Like, seriously, you're talking to me, you know? Um, but she also has a compassionate side, which I think you see throughout the game. And um, and you know, I think it's also a really cool character in that you know she's like absorbing this hatred that gives her power um, against her enemies. But like, that's got to give you a chip on your shoulder, right? Mm. So. You know, so I think it's a really multi-dimensional character. And, and I think that even though she has this tough exterior, I think from time to time in the game, you get to see her more compassionate side, which is cool.
2: Cool. Well, actually, speaking of that, um, Khaled El Saad uh, asked a question uh, without spoiling anything. How did you feel when you saw the fate of the main characters in game? I guess more alluding towards the end. Because that's
1: when. Oh man, you know, you how do I do... talk
0: about that without without giving anything away? Um <laughs> know, it's, it's yeah, a tough one. It is a tough, right? Tough uh, one. You know what I'll say is that you know, as I was saying earlier, um, that I get really invested in uh, the storylines, and you know, um, and and the backstory of these characters, and the characters are really. I think, well-developed. You know, this game, it's got these 14 students. They're all very different. They all have a lot of levels going on. And so uh, just in... I would say that my experience voicing the game is probably you know, parallel to the experience that people playing the game are having, which is that, you know, you live with these characters, you get to know them. And so you get very invested in what happens to them. And, uh, you know, the, the game is dark, it's intense, and the ending is no different. Like, I, I left feeling a little shaken by the end. And I think, you know, anyone playing would have that same feeling where you're like, Whoa, what is, you know, it's, it's you know, it's intense.
2: Yeah, did you and, and did powerful. you see it coming by like the ending? Obviously, without saying what it is. Did, did was it? Did you expect it to end like that, or did it completely blindside uh, you?
0: You know, I I felt like it, it. Gosh, I I feel like I can't say anything. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> no, say, if you
2: don't want to say, I'm going to say
0: something that's a spoiler. If I say anything, I didn't know what to expect honestly. And and you know, I I voiced this game over the course of you know several. Gosh, it, you know, it, it's so spread out by the time you finish um, that, I, I honestly don't know what I expected, but I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's a great ending.
1: Well, aside from acting,
0: you also head up a band
1: called Broke Down Cadillac. Can you tell us how that all got
0: started? Yeah, absolutely. Broke Down Cadillac is a country band, like a modern sort of rock edged country band. Um, and I I grew up around music. My dad was a musician. And so I've always written music and been a singer. And um, while acting has always been my primary career, I've always tried to, um, tried to include music as a big part of that. And when I was in LA and had a little bit of spare time um, with my acting, as, as happens, like sometimes you'll find yourself with time on your hands, um, I started playing like a weekly cover gig <laughs> with my partner. The band, Randy Dunham, were like, you know, in a bar singing songs. And then we started writing music together. And then we found that there was actually a place for our music in some, you know, uh, television and film that I was working on. And then we started uh, playing live for, uh, I'm, I'm a big supporter of the military, and so we started playing some gigs on bases. We ended up going overseas to Kuwait and Iraq and playing over there, and getting some op- op- some more opportunities, um, you know, to write theme songs and and use our music in various television shows and movies. And you know, it's it's really really exciting. It's something I love and was always kind of a side thing that I've been lucky enough to have be a second side of my career. So it is honestly just so much fun.
2: Is there a story behind the name, or is it just something these thoughts and just really cool?
0: Oh man. Um, I believe my partner was the one who actually came up with it. So he probably could tell you better than I I could where the the inspiration came from. But we actually had a song. One of our first songs that we wrote was called Broke Down Cadillac. It was like, you know, uh, you know, this girl on the side of the road and she's got this this busted car, you know, she's trying to go live her dreams, and instead she's like You know, oh great! You know, (laughs) so we just thought, you know, let's look at um, let's look at our song titles, let's look at the inspiration for our songs, and that one kind of popped out.
2: Cool, it's it's definitely a cool name. And uh, you guys, you you guys were featured on The Mentalist. Um, What was that like?
0: That was amazing. I mean, (laughs) my my husband didn't think I was cool until that moment, and all of a sudden (laughs) it was like. Oh, you're, like, that's that's for real. Um, you know, it was, it was you know, it, it's a huge show that has tons of fans, and um, to be a part of something like that, to have our music featured on there, I mean, damn, like, that was awesome.
2: How did it come about?
0: Uh, well, uh, we have some relationships with music supervisors on various shows, and they were looking for something... Uh, specific, you know, the show is the, this last season they've been in set in Austin and there's a lot of country music there. And so they had this scene where they were, I think it was, I want to say it was a food truck festival, you know, there's live music and yeah. food and all of that. And, and so, um, a music supervisor that we've worked with in the past asked, you know, what we had that might be fitting and ended up, uh, you know, the, the producers responded to our song and invited us to be part of the show. Nice it was funny actually because uh uh my husband Daryl and i
1: um my my mother in law really loves the mentalist and like watches it pretty religiously and like literally days before this interview we we were watching that episode and we were oh, just no like way. we it's we awesome. were just like doing the um we were posting up about the questions and then we were, we were just sort of going through everything like with the history and with your history and stuff. And then we, we saw that you were on The Mentalist with your band and we were just like, we literally just saw Corey English on The <laughs> Mentalist.
2: Like, oh, that's what you that's look like. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> that's so crazy. It was so cool. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty funny timing. I know, I know. It was just meant to be, meant to be. Sure, absolutely. meant I, to be.
2: I, I was going to say, I thought you did there.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so compared to other voiceover work you've done for games how did type zero hd compare
0: well i mean you know this was really cool because um because i've done a lot of video game work but i've done uh a lot of them that i've worked on have been you know, I'll do, I'll voice, you know, 20 different characters. And then I've done a few where I do a handful of, you know, principal or supporting characters. And for this game, this was really the first time that, you know, I was, you know, one of the lead characters and that's all. And I got to focus just on that and get really invested in this one character and, and her storyline. And so for me, it's probably the most invested that I've gotten, Um in a character for a video game, um, just because of my role, so it was you know it was really a, a new experience for me. Really, rather than just going in and not really understanding the bigger picture of the game, um, I really felt like I had a you know that I was that I was really more a part of things than ever.
1: Yeah, that must be like so crazy though, because like obviously I've heard um, from other voice actors that like when they go in, they don't see the script until they've like gotten into the booth. So, like, right. did you even, like, know which character you're going to be what day <laughs> before going in? Uh,
0: you mean in, in previous games? Yeah. That no, well, that, that's what's crazy. And, and, and like that's I said, crazy. it's all under such lock and key that, you know, there's this system that they use. It's called, like, a, a Vox system or something like that. And, and, you know, it used to be that you had a physical script in front of you and you would have your pages that they would hand you on the day. And you could yeah, look sure. them over when you first got there. And then everything has sort of shifted, and there might still be uh, people out there recording that way, but the way that I've done it over the past you know four or five years is that uh, your lines pop up on the screen, and then uh, you know you basically see them right before you record them uh, and so you know you you've always got great people in the in the you know behind the scenes giving you context sometimes like for this game we got to see picture so you're getting to see the scene which is really helpful and uh hearing some of the japanese version sometimes and and so it's not like you're just out there completely clueless, mm-hmm. but it's not it's not like an on camera production where you've got the script in advance. You're thinking about your you know subtext and yeah. what your characters you know what your character was thinking about at breakfast that morning. You know, there's yeah. not there's not really that time uh, to overthink it, which I kind of like. Um, I, I like that sort of you know you get the context, you see the line. Um, and then, and then this sort of, like, authentic spur-of-the-moment uh, feeling is what comes out, which I think is kind of cool. But where it does get tricky is with some of the language, with the words, uh, the pronunciations. Oh, okay, yeah. Sometimes that is tricky because you've got these really odd names, and so, you know, you're seeing these lines. And, and obviously, as the game goes on, you get very used to the terminology. Uh, but on various games I've worked on, there's some just strange you know, countries and people and, you know, villains and they just have these really <laughs> odd pronunciations or affectations to their yeah. uh to their voice, their dialect. And so so that's probably the trickiest part of it be, of it moving so quickly.
2: Yeah, and I suppose, yeah, Final Fantasy and Type Zero H D in particular has a lot of very particular terminology yeah. and glossary terms Absolutely. Like, like what is Absolutely. that saying.
1: <laughs> Those are just words. <laughs> so actually you mentioned
2: uh early on that you've started playing or you've been playing a bit of Type Zero HD. Do you find that you have to play a size every time? Or do you like or the opposite? Like you can't play it cause you cause it's your voice?
0: Uh I, you know, I, I I just I like to try them all out, honestly. And I'm like I said, I'm not it's I'm embarrassingly like not great. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> so so uh so I'll have to get my husband to tell me like wait, well how do you actually use this character's powers or whatever? But you know I love you know, I love switching it up. It's like well, I, I really just I would like to use a pistol now. That'd be awesome. You know, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I actually think it's really cool to switch it up. It probably is weirder for me to play size, You know, yeah, um, I don't think I could. But I... Uh, but I, I I love it all.
2: Cool. Well, Ninja Sheik, as asked, um, back to the recording. Um, he asked a question. About um, what was your favorite scene to record in Final Fantasy Type Two HD?
0: Oh wow, favorite scene. Let's see if I—I'm sure it's going to be something I can't talk about again, right? Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well, I suppose if it's well, not I mean, it's
2: about the ending, I suppose we can be a little bit liberal. right?
0: Right. Uh, well, you know, it was all fun with Sice because she is she is just like she's never not a smartass, <laughs> <laughs> and so so it's all fun, but. I do remember there's this one scene, uh, there's, she finds, I think it's like she, there's these uh, tribunes that she finds out are defecting and um, she says something to the effect of like, yeah, well, you know, it's those big mouths of yours that get you in trouble. And then they're like, like they're begging her to let him go. And she's like, yeah, she like throws her side over her shoulder, which is like giant, you know? (laughs) It's nothing. She throws it over her shoulder and she's like, yeah, like that's going to happen. You know, she's just always... You know, she's just always such a smartass. And there was, there was a scene. Well, I, I can't really talk about that. But there, there, uh, there are a couple moments where you get to see a lighter side of her. Yeah. Um, and that was fun because you know it's just like the range of her emotions. And so there's, there's a couple things in particular I'm thinking of, but I can't really talk about that. <laughs> you just, have, you get to see a different side of her. You guys will just have to play the game. Yeah, you just have to play the game. But the fight scenes are fun too. Voicing the, the fight scenes. Yeah, I can only imagine, I can only imagine how hilarious that is from the other <laughs> side of the glass. We because, were saying like know, they should just film
1: you guys. They should just film you guys doing that and just just put it on the on the game the game box. Well, but, you know, they, oh, th- this game, you yeah. know,
0: because there, there was a, there were, uh, it was already so established, it was a little bit different. But I definitely have voiced games where there's a camera on you, and also animation where there's like a camera on you the whole time, mm. and I'm like. if if those videos ever got out, <laughs> I mean, because, you know, you it'll be like, okay, well, this is a death scene and, like, someone's going to strangle you, punch you, you know, punch you in the stomach and then you're going to throw a hook and, like, kick them and whatever. So you're basically just having, you know, and you have to really get into it physically so that it yeah. sounds realistic. And when you're getting into it physically, I mean, I, I remember having this one scene um, where it was I was supposed to be strangled. And I, I was strangling myself in the booth, uh, just being like, ah, 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 you know, just trying to get the realism. <laughs> and I just thought, man, in any other world, this would just, I would just be like, it would be Looney Ben stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And you could hear the director go you, like, um, can you do that again, but a little bit closer to the microphone, please?
0: Yeah, it, yeah exactly. <laughs> can you die longer? Yeah. Can you drag okay here's a war you're gonna do your warrior cry I'm like oh yeah my warrior cry like I do that every day you know <laughs> yeah uh, I just did that so- like five minutes ago it's fun yeah yeah I-, I was doing that last night uh, before dinner yeah so you know it's 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 fun man it's it's just it's hilarious and fun and then you know it's cool to get to see it come to life um
1: so we have one last question and it's from James Robinson again um who asks have you always been a fan of final fantasy or did voice acting size serve as a intro into the franchise
0: i would definitely say that it's been uh, an intro for me like i said i've i've been well aware of the franchise for you know because it's just huge and you don't even have to know anything about video games to know uh what final fantasy is and that it's huge so but this is really the, the first time that I've gotten invested in, you know, the world and, and really played the game. Uh, and, and so it makes me now want to go and discover, you know, the games that came before this one. It makes me want to keep, you know, b- playing the ones that come after. If I, you know, I'm not saying I'm ever going to beat the game. You know, I'm only going to know what happens if I voice the game. But I will, I will sure as hell have a good time trying my best to play. Definitely, definitely.
2: I was gonna say, are you now, you know, gonna try and actually actively play the others because, like, especially the older games, they're quite, you know, they're quite accessible now because yeah. you can get them on on mobile devices. You can get them on like handhelds. Maybe you know, if you're traveling a lot, it might be worth. Yeah, well, up the old well ones that up. would be
0: great. Like when I'm traveling, that would be a lot yeah. of fun. Um, yeah. You know, I have my hands full a lot with my with my kids, so I'm sure he's gonna try. He's always, you know, I mean, he's like plane, train, iPad, and I'm like, oh no. I'm in trouble, <laughs> you know. Um, but I definitely, I definitely think it would be fun to play on the various platforms. And maybe, maybe some people listening out there can like message me on social media and tell me how to be better at playing. Like, <laughs> if you could, like, please tweet me and tell me how to be better. I could use all the help <laughs> I could get. Corey needs help
1: with games.
2: Well, the, obviously, <laughs> yeah. the uh, the one, the big tip for playing Final Fantasy 2 HD is to play in size. Mm. Obviously.
1: Obviously.
0: Sure.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I like the others, I'm not so sure. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) But we're not showing any favoritism. Obviously. Right, (laughs) right, none. Nice.
2: All is good with each other.
1: Except (laughs) for (laughs) size. (laughs) (laughs) but anyways uh yeah so that's all the questions that we have um thank you so much Corey, for taking the time to speak to us
0: thank you guys so much for having me i've I've been so excited to talk to you guys and to talk about the game and just really um you know thrilled to be a part of it yay
1: (laughs) well be sure to check back with us for our future interviews and who knows Um, We may even have more Type 0 HD interviews coming out in the near future.
2: Who knows?
1: Who knows? Apart from you. Thank you so much again, Corey. Absolutely. Thank you, guys.